0: to get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a proper job. Gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a proper job. Gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta gotta get a proper job. I've got one. Hello, it's uh, Ollie Double here. I teach drama at the University of Kent, and this is a little thing called the Proper Job Gradcast in which we explore how a degree in drama can lead to all kinds of interesting careers in the arts. This will be interesting to you if you're thinking of studying drama at Kent, or you're currently studying drama at Kent, or you just like listening to interesting conversations with delightful people. In each episode, I interview a Kent drama graduate working in the arts. And this time I'm talking to Beth Fox. Now, this is a really interesting one because Beth is fresh out of university. I'm recording this mid-August and uh, she only graduated earlier this summer and she's already working at a theatre in Southend, as you will hear. So now, over to
1: Beth. I am Beth Fox. I graduated this summer, so what was it, July twenty twenty one? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so you're you're really fresh out of university.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so next question: uh, What's your current job, and what kind of things does it entail?
1: So, I'm currently a team leader at um, a theatre in Southend. I basically just boss people around and tell people. <laughs> Uh, We have a restaurant up there and I run the restaurant, so I make sure that food is out on time, I delegate roles to staff and that's about all I do really. I also am in control of the bar as well, I help out down there sometimes and sort of make sure that the front of house staff as well and everyone's sort of doing their role and uh, staying on top of everything really.
0: So it's quite an important job actually.
1: Yeah, it can get quite stressful because in the restaurant, we only do show meals. So you have a very specific time that you have to get people out by because otherwise then they'll miss the show. Um, So it is making sure that staff are staying on top of like drinks orders and checkbacks and that food is being run and they're making sure that menus are down and sort of that sort of thing
0: and but I mean also because of you've got the sort of front of house responsibilities then it's about looking after the way the theatre treats people as you know audience members from the moment they walk in presumably.
1: Yeah yeah so you do have to make sure that certain standards are met as well and especially down in the cafe like during the intervals we get really 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 busy periods and staff can get quite stressed and potentially short-tempered and it is making sure that although there may be some requests from customers that are a little bit out of the ordinary or a little bit outrageous that uh, everything is dealt with in a really professional manner so it is keeping on top of all of that as well.
0: Yeah, that's good. So, so what, sorry, what was the name of the theatre where you're working?
1: It's the Cliffs Pavilion in Southend-on-Sea.
0: Okay, great. And, and going back to the thing about the staff stress, presumably it's quite a, an interesting time to be starting a job like this, given that we're still in the pandemic, uh, coming out of lockdown restrictions, moving towards theatres, going back to full capacity. So how has that affected things in the time you've since you've started?
1: So since I've started, we also have to wear masks, um, which a lot of people aren't happy about. But at the end of the day, in a smaller theatre that's not in central London, the majority of our clientele are elderly people. I mean, we've just done a run of six, the musical, and that has been a little bit more of a varied crowd. But in general, we have elderly people come in who are still a little bit covid wary so keeping the masks on and all and the distancing and everything is very very important to them um so we do still have to be very mindful of that um and making sure that the staff are keeping up with their if they've not been double vaccinated yet they do still have to do the lateral flow tests so that needs to be up kept as well and making sure that all them results come in what else has been a bit different
0: i mean are you back to full capacity yet yes right yes
1: yeah
0: so i mean that makes a difference right because people you know it's it's i mean in the the Gulbenkian theater on campus Mm. that was i think something like 100 capacity in covid and it's over three times that in normal
1: times yeah so we did an event the other day because sort of you have the, you have the stage at the back, and then obviously up, uh, you have all around. You've got in the stands the seating there, and then you've got this the flooring space as well. And what we do is we take we can take that flooring space out and run events. Um, we do like a bingo revolution event. It was all like drinking, and it was quite a fun one to work. Um, but that was full capacity, and that was about four hundred people in there. So going off of government guidelines and everything. The if it, an event like that, the social dis, social distancing is never uh doesn't have to be adhered to. People are just told to be mindful. Us as staff members, we obviously keep our masks on at all times. But yeah, so running at a bit of a larger capacity now has some of the older staff I think are had gotten used to having a smaller capacity. So now it's suddenly getting back into everything. <laughs>
0: Fantastic yeah. so now the next question as, as I said before like there are five questions here I've done a couple of them already uh yeah. the next one is going to be an interesting one for you given how close you are to graduation but how did you get from graduating to where you are now I mean how did you how did you find the job I mean basically you've got into working in theatre within you know a month or so a couple of months of of graduating yeah. that's that's a good result right
1: yeah yeah and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So I suppose from graduation I was applying to drama schools, um, one of which was East 15 um, which is in Southend. So when I came around, <clears throat> when I came around to look at Southend I fell in love with the, the place, decided I want to move here. I got into East 15 which has been deferred till next year. So that's how I sort of came to the area and came to be aware of Southend. Obviously, being the person I am and being into theatre and drama and everything, I knew that there was a a theatre here. And I suppose in the industry that we are in, most of us are happy to take anything that is a theatre. We're never necessarily going to make, or very, very rarely, we're going to make steady income or be, you know, the next Johnny Depp. Scarlett Johansson. You know, it's we have to be realistic. It may not happen. And for me, accepting that and um, coming to know the theatre and then working within the theatre, you know, like you still get to do very interesting and different things. We, the Bingo Revolution that I mentioned earlier, I got to see. And I've got to say this right because if I say the wrong one, it's going to be a little bit awkward. I got to meet Paul Chuckle. Right. That's the one that's still alive. The one that's
0: alive, because it'd be quite yeah. hard the other one.
1: So we, I got to meet him and watch him do a DJ set, which was very interesting. Um, I've got to catch snippets of Six the Musical whilst I was sort of, like, closing down and sort of going in between them events. Um, and I haven't been there very long, so I'm not 100% on anything. But I've worked weddings, I've worked um, drag queen launches. It's so interesting and it's so much fun to meet these people as well and talk to them from all these different backgrounds. So I think being able to accept that I might not be getting an Oscar or walking down the red carpet almost was a little bit of a blessing to me because I've now fallen into the industry in a different path that i expected but i absolutely love it
0: well it's interesting because somebody else i've spoken to for this podcast who is doing a very interesting job in a in a theater um started off by working there as front of house i mean not Mm. not a supervisor like you but like just part of the team and their advice was get into a theater and see where it leads you
1: absolutely i agree (laughs)
0: <laughs> so so i mean the, the okay I've, I've got um i've got the, i could move straight on to question four but there's a, there's yeah. something else i wanted to ask you because you've sort of touched on it already which is you're at the beginning of your career journey really mm. so where do you see yourself progressing from here you know what, what what hopes do you have for where you'd like to get to in theatre
1: so the big if for me Unfortunately, because, as you know, I do have a drama degree, I have to... I don't say
0: having a drama degree is unfortunate. No, 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 wait.
1: (laughs) Let me finish. I have to self-fund my second degree at East 15. Yeah. Hence why it's been deferred a year. So it's very, I don't know if I'm going to be able to train there or not. So, progression-wise, if I was to stay in the role that I'm in, I definitely see myself working towards a higher managerial position. Um, I would quite like to go into, like, an events coordinating role, potentially, like, talking to acts, getting people in, designing um, nights and what's going on in the theatre. That really, really interests me. Obviously, if I, if I do end up getting... The money to go to East 15 then the future holds something potentially a lot different and potentially something that's a little bit more on the stage. Yeah, so I'm not really 100% sure which route I'm going to end up taking. But either way, I've always said that I wanted to work in theatre and work in the industry. So either way, I feel like I've achieved what I set out to and what I wanted to do. And they did tell me that in my interview, the reason that they were drawn to me as an applicant was because I had a a drama degree and it was that they want people that are passionate about the industry to be working there. So it really does help in a lot more ways than people let on that it does.
0: Well, I think that's a that's really interesting point because one of the reasons this is called the Proper Job Gradcast is because even drama students joke about the idea they're never going to get a proper job, right? Yeah. And, which is factually incorrect, right? <laughs> and I've been teaching at university long enough to know. And so part of the point of this podcast is to not just undermine that idea, but undermine it in a really positive way by showing people ways forward. Here's, listen to what this person did listen to how that took them to where they wanted to be or how it is taking them to where they want to be. So my next question, and it's a bit of a weird one, because presumably how long have you been in your current job? Two weeks. Two weeks, right. (laughs) This question is going to be ridiculous to you Beth, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because it's on my list and who knows what might come out of it. How did studying drama at Kent help you to get where you are now?
1: Aside from the fact, that on my application having a drama degree did actually help get into the industry and get that job. I'll tell you what else did help. I was asked a question in the interview which was tell me something about yourself that is not on your CV and I told them that I trained doing stand-up comedy for my three years as well at university and some of the characteristics and personality traits and just a little bit more depth to your character, I think, is things that you can only really learn from doing a drama degree. If I never would have done, if I never would have gone to Kent or um done drama or anything like that, I never would have explored stand-up comedy as an option. I never would have I, I would never even thought that I could be funny enough to do anything like that. But I have to say now after doing it for three years and still I have have a few gigs lined up in Southend as
0: well. That's good.
1: It's something that I would never imagine not doing ever again. And it does mean that I can, I bond really well with my colleagues because I'm considered the funny one, which (laughs) I never, never considered myself as. And I know it might sound cliche, but the confidence boost that you get from performing in front of people and hearing like really good feedback it really brings you out of your shell a lot more and I do think that even I was a waitress before I got the job now and even in a job like that being able to communicate and make conversation with strangers is something that you wouldn't learn potentially from a business degree or a mathematics degree not that anything's wrong with doing them degrees but there are just different skill sets that you pick up from doing drama that I don't think a lot of people appreciate enough
0: I mean it's so interesting to pick up on a couple of things that you've said there one is obviously there's a there's a really strong sort of historical link between acting and waiting because you know it's the classic archetypal job for an actor in you know, uh, uh, somebody who tried to establish themselves as an actor to, to 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 work in restaurants at that time, and you can see how that works from both points of view. You know, you yeah. um, the the uh, the, the um, restaurant work is really handy for the actor who needs to keep money coming in, and for the restaurant, they're getting very personable people. You know, who yeah. who, who know how to talk to people, as you said. The other thing is, it's funny that thing about stand up because I, I mean, I was talking to a. Kent Drama grad a few years ago who'd, who'd studied stand up with me, and she now works for a housing organisation. And she said there probably isn't a day when I don't use something that I, that I used to do in stand up because mm. it's 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 a, there's a lot of I mean ironically. what what doing any course in stand-up won't do is help you get a stand-up gig you've just got to do that for yourself you know you can stand on your own two feet and it's the strength of your act on the night that's determined whether you're going to get a a gig or not or the next gig or not but it probably will help you because it's it's an unusual thing going Mm. for any other job because like those quirky questions like uh, what 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 else would you say about yourself
1: I tell you what else comes off the back of working in a theatre, is that everyone is in your position. Every person, bar a couple, is either a current drama student, an ex-drama student, is going to study drama, and everyone has their own links and everyone has their own contacts. And the reason that I've sort of began my transition from Canterbury comedy scene to Southend comedy scene is simply by talking to my colleagues and realising that there are other comedians and other actors that I work with that have been able to introduce me to the right people. So even if you take out the fact that working in a theatre is the industry that you want to go into, the people that also apply for that job and also work there are very, very similar-minded meaning that you would be able to expand your contact list and, you know, get to know the people that can put you where you would like to be.
0: But that, that's another thing that, that comes up a lot in this podcast is networking. And most mm. people are really apologetic about it and they go, oh, it sounds so horrible and so cynical, blah, blah, blah. But of course, networking is just what all humans do anyway. You know, yeah. anybody you've ever been friendly with or been out for a drink with or whatever, you know, is, is part of your network. What networking is in the world of work, it isn't just cynically cultivating friendships to get somewhere, but it's thinking, okay, who could help me with some advice here? You know, who could is there anybody I know who works in the area I want to work who can give me advice about how to get in there? And in some cases, you know, you'll know somebody and then they'll recommend you to somebody else, that kind of thing. And at its worst, that can be seen as kind of jobs for the boys you know in other words you know just just the old boy network you know people just uh, just, you know privileged people helping each other but I don't think you fit that model right I don't think you particularly come from a privileged background no
1: I definitely don't and I think it's almost a case of finding your own luck I mean I definitely don't come from a privileged or um a background that's even interested in that sort of area I mean my dad um I don't know if you've heard of it, he works at 3M Factory, um, He's a manager up there. And my mom uh, is a sales rep and owns a hair salon. So they're both done very well for themselves, but nothing in the industry that I'm interested right. in. So the fact that going out there, being able to find a job and friends that I am interested in and very like minded people has worked to my advantage. And that is how I managed to sort of integrate myself into the comedy acting network that is over here so I do think it is a case of you do have to be proactive and you do have to go out and find your own luck and don't sort of wait for things to come to you is how I sort of view it personally.
0: Yeah so there's something about sort of being active in the role that you know in your role as somebody who wants to make their way in the world of theatre because what you've just described is that you know because there's this whole debate isn't there about posh people taking over the arts essentially Mm. because it's harder and harder to sort of be able to afford for example to fund your way through acting school yeah and and so one way around that then is to as you say make your own look and part of that is knowing who you know who can be helpful within that mm.
1: making process yeah and don't get me wrong unfortunately there is always going to be a case of once these big actors have children their children are going to be the next right. you know big thing and that's always going to be something um that's around but i do think that there is going to be a case of as everyone always says it's not about what you know it's who you know that is definitely very important in this industry, but that doesn't mean that you are always going to automatically be born into knowing the right people. Sometimes, because who
0: you know is is people yeah. you, you've you've not got that from your mum and dad. You've that who you know in the theatre industry is through who you've you've got to know by being out there and doing things, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I definitely I definitely think that getting this job, especially in is doing wonders for me personally it's given me a little bit more of I mean it's given me a proper job um, for starters it means that I don't have to wait tables or work bars whilst doing acting on the side it means that I can do something I'm passionate about and something that I love whilst also applying all the other skills from every hospitality job that I've worked previously um, and yeah, as I've mentioned before, it does bring you in the know with the right people. Um, so the communication and the networking there is, is really important. So we shall see what should, what will come off of the back of that. But
0: well, maybe you can come back and do another interview at some point when you've moved on to the next stage of your career.
1: Yeah, when I'm getting my Oscar. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. That'd be good. So listen, I've got one more question, which you've sort of answered already, but I'm going to ask mm-hmm. it anyway. What would you say to people who say that a drama degree won't lead to a proper job?
1: I think if you think that a drama degree won't lead to a proper job, you're probably not looking for the right job. At the end of the day, like, what is a proper job? That is going to sound so deep for this time. (laughs)
0: But
1: (laughs) at the end of the day, like, some people live for waitressing and bartending that's what they enjoy that's what they do they move up to a manager position maybe they then go on to own a pub that doesn't mean that it's not considered a proper job because it's what most people use as like a passing point in their career and I think at the end of the day as long as you're doing something that you are happy in and it's something that you can see yourself building in then why is that not a proper job if you see what I mean
0: I really do and I also think it comes down to what you were saying earlier actually about being sort of active about making things happen not just sitting mm. back because I think the the assumption is you know that if you do do a degree that that is related to a profession like like a drama degree isn't isn't strictly a vocational degree but it it relates to various different professions within the theatre industry um, and obviously you're not going to just finish the degree and then somebody's going to say right come and work for us you, you're going to have to make that happen as, yeah, as you rightly think, explained
1: I think that's the case with any degree yeah and a lot of places of employment they don't really look at or even care what your degrees is it's more the fact that you have a degree so that right. you can show that you're resilient you can apply your academic you know that's the skills that they're looking for
0: Okay, so that was interesting, wasn't it? Um, I talked to Beth after the interview finished about the fact that she has a hearing impairment and we didn't turn the recorder back on and get her talking about that, but she said she would like me to mention that because she is a fantastic communicator and, of course finding hearing more difficult than most people means that her job carries certain challenges with it Uh, and yet basically she said the only thing that really makes a difference with it is that she sometimes has to ask colleagues to repeat stuff for her but one of the reasons that I wanted to mention this is because if you're listening to this and you yourself have a hearing impairment um, it's just good to know that that's not a barrier to going out there and finding the job that you want to do in the theatre and Beth was quite, quite keen for me to mention it for that very reason to sort of reassure anybody who's listening to this who might have a similar impairment. What else to say about this? I mean who, who wouldn't be excited about the idea of a job that within the first two weeks of starting it involves both drag queen lunches and a meeting with the great Paul Chuckle doing a DJ set which blows my mind yeah I mean we, we don't know whether Beth is going to go on to do more study at East 15 or whether she'll just continue on the path she started at the theatre in South End. I think the things that I would pick out here about this one is that it's about that first moment in the first job that you do fresh out of university and where that might lead in the future and I mean, I, I, I did a couple of things that I'd, I'd pick out from there that are related to each other. One is that, as Beth herself says, she doesn't come from a, a specially privileged background. Her parents have no connections with the world of theatre. So all the contacts that she's built up in theatre are ones that she's built up for herself. And that, what that means is that you do not have to come from a posh background or, or a background in show business to go on to work professionally in the world of theatre or entertainment or whatever and so yeah if if that's like you if that applies to you then just think about how you can start building your network and what network you already have in fact from the things you've done already I really enjoyed talking to Beth and I hope you enjoyed listening to her that's all for now Uh, I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Proper Job Gradcast Bye. Got to the proper job.